then I choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. This is Kells. Thanks for asking, Kells Podcast. I'm back. Sorry for the delay. Uh, my microphone broke, and I couldn't fix it, and then... I was trying to figure out what to do in the meantime to record, and then I just started, I figured out that you can use your iPhone. So, um, that's what I'm doing right now to get y'all episode out. I hope it's, the sound is okay, but if it's a little off, just know this is like my first time um, recording with the phone as the mic. The mic, the new mic is on the way, but I didn't want to have, have y'all wait uh, any longer, so my bad about that. But let's go. I will start with my usual disclaimer. I don't think this will be that long. I have a few things to say, and I have a few things that I want to say about the few things that have been getting on my nerves for a minute. So we're going to run through and see how long it takes. So where do I want to start? The first place I want to start as is we know at this point that um, Israel and Hamas are in a war. Um, if you listen to this long enough, you know, you know as a military, as a Marine Corps, spent a good deal, deal of time in the Middle East. Uh, well, not a good deal, actually, two years, which is actually not a whole lot, if you consider how long we've been involved in that region. But all I want to say is I am so sick and tired of people who have never been off their couch, never don't know shit about politics, don't have nothing to do with politics, can't even barely be bothered to vote or know why they should vote, ain't voting in in local elections, can't tell you shit about anything outside of what affects them directly with all these goddamn opinions on this fucking war. Shut the fuck up, okay? The Middle East is the most complicated, entangled, mired in conflict region in the world and has been that way since the Bible days. The whole Bible exists because of the the turmoil that has always been in that region, all the way back to Jesus and them fighting the Romans and everybody else. That area of the world is the oldest area of the world. It's the cradle of civilization. It is uh, way more history than the entire rest of the world because I know, you know, the European history tells you it goes back to Greek, but it does not. It goes back to Greece for them, but the ancient world goes back way before that and it's to that region and it is literally a bunch of different races ethnicities religions all living on top of each other in a very 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 small area and it has been a region in conflict since again bible days so everybody is thinking and they know what's going on and all this and and all you got to do is and look i want y'all to just shut the fuck up War is terrible. That's why people try to avoid it at all costs. Civilians are always um, casualties in war. Look, Hamas is a terrorist group. They attack Israel. Um, civilians, innocent, are dying on both sides. You can have a side. You can sympathize with one side or the other. I know I do, and I know the reasons why. But that's that's separate than thinking that you got to be on the internet tweeting stupid shit because you think what you know what you're talking about because you read some shit or read somebody else's other tweets. Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. You don't know who's right, who's wrong, because when you get over there, the first thing you learn immediately is that you don't know shit about over there and the shit that you think it's about, it's really, it's not that about. It's not about that. And I always liken it to like, the closest I could come to it is like if somebody was like, and, and somebody comes over from the UK that's never been to America a day in their life and start trying to talk to us about the politics of the ghetto and the gangs and why the gangs is this and who gangs is what. And you know what? I'm on the blood side because like, that's how ridiculous you sound when you try to act like you know anything about what's going over there. You don't. Nobody does. There have been all kind of experts, the finest minds on that shit. Yeah, everybody has an idea of what the solution would be, but making it work is not as simple as you guys think it is because, again, the conflict over there is not what we what we 
what we define as what the conflict is is not necessarily what they define the conflict is. And at the end of the day, how they define it is what matters because they the ones over there doing all the carrying on. So from the U.S. point of view, the U.S. government anyway, people are like, well, why would they say this? And why is it because all we can do in a situation like that is protect our interests. Look, again, these motherfuckers have been fighting, you know, you got all kind of, and it's all kind of terrorist groups, man, like Hamas and Al-Qaeda, y'all have no idea, it'd be offshoots, and just like gangs here, it'd be offshoots, it'd be little people peeling off, but we don't really deal with them, because they want to wear dark purple, and we want to wear light purple, so we want to make our whole light purple crew, it's shit like that, like, all the time, so even when you say Hamas, you don't even really know, really, who you dealing with, and I learned that quickly over there, because you'd be like, oh, we we looking for the Taliban, yeah, but this faction is led by Mullah such and such, and he's actually real wild, and the other ones don't really like him, so it might not have necessarily been them that did this here, because they really mad at him because he be cutting people's heads off, which makes it hot for them. And they not really trying to cut heads off. They just trying to sell they, you know, they, they, they heroin. It's like that. It's different shit. So it's like, yo, just pray for peace. That's all you can fucking do. Pray for a ceasefire. It's all you can fucking do. And, and just shut the fuck up. Like, I'm so tired of everybody acting like they know exactly who's right, who's wrong. You don't. And you might not agree with how people respond, but like, Look, we ain't over there. We ain't living up on top of the people. And again, there are factions over there. Like Israel is a country. Same as the United States. Israel Israel is a country. They have leaders that have a certain stance. That don't mean that that's aligned with the people. And much like here, much like our government, we have politicians in, in, in Washington doing all the stupid shit that is not aligned at all with any of the voters. So it's the same kind of shit. So you got to be careful when you say Israelis did. Like, you, you got to be careful because you don't know who you're talking about, actually. Okay? So that's the first thing I have to say. The second thing I have to say related to that is is, look, I joke, and I'm not all the way joking because I kind of know how shit works, and I be like, look, if y'all sending all this money to Ukraine, put the student loan budget on it, if y'all got money to fight two wars, which we do, in reality, we do. The United States has a whole lot of money. It ain't about not having money. It's about how we allocate it and to whom and for what. But if you're going to say, get your big self on TV and say we have enough money for two wars, then you got enough money to let these loans go that you've been doing without for three years anyway, because that ain't shit. So I, I joke and I say all the time that we do need to uh, message and turn more to things internally. But I say that understanding that it's not just the Democrats not doing it. We have a whole other political party that is not interested in government, governing, are only interested in chaos and shutting things down and blocking things because they are working for Vladimir Putin. And their whole goal is just be just, they don't have any goals. They don't want to govern. They don't have any demands. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They just want chaos. Like a bunch of screaming howler monkeys. That's it. So when you say what the Demo- Democrats are not doing, and I, listen, I'll be on the Democrats' neck because I think they need to, I do, I think they need to play hardball, kind of like they're doing now with this vote. We're like, yo, okay, we helped y'all out. Now y'all, now y'all want to come talk shit about this? Okay, no, we're going to vote you out. And then, no, we're not going to help y'all vote nobody else in. Y'all figure it the fuck out. Because we ain't even want the first guy in there. But, you know, we helped him out because he asked us. And then he talked shit about us. So, hey, you know, like, you don't, you don't, you don't, you know, we ain't helping you now. Fuck you. We going to vote for Hakeem Jeffries. That's who we going to vote for until y'all figure this shit out. And I'm not mad at him for that. I want more of that. I want more of that because that's what we need because the other side is fucking nuts. So you need to push back, right? But at the same time, it's like you got to understand. Like y'all, like I just need people. We can't afford the level of ignorance and stupidity and just and just not giving a fuck to know a fucking thing. But having so much to say, we can't, we have gotten to this point because of that. And it's a fucking enough. Y'all thought it was a fucking game in 2016 and nobody needed to vote and voting don't matter. And Trump got elected and Hillary Clinton told you all of the things that were on the line and all of the things that were going to happen that have all come to pass if he got elected. So now these same fucking people who you couldn't tell shit to before are the, are the main ones complaining. Why are we sending you Ukraine money because it's not just about Ukraine. It is about us. 
We just had a president that gave our enemies our most sensitive secrets, and now everybody's acting up. You think Hamas just decided we're going to attack Israel out the blue? No. We've been reading articles about Trump giving Netanyahu, Netanyahu, how the fuck is that nickname? Netanyahu, whatever, uh, uh, secrets. Giving China secrets. Giving Russia secrets. So people who's um, who would like to cause disruption so that they can do whatever they want to do, so they can destabilize shit, so they can get a foot in the game, are going to use that and give it to these terrorist groups and give it to these people who are against our interests. And that is why all this shit is happening. That is why we are living in such an unstable and, and very dangerous time because that's what happens when you allow a motherfucker like Donald Trump to win a uh, presidency. And I'm just tired of hearing about y'all because all y'all had to do was vote the right way. But no, you wanted to all the dumb shit being the dumbest fucking ones that they counted on you to be. And so now the shit is fucked up. Now I don't know what to tell you. So now, yes, we have to throw money at Ukraine because Russia cannot be allowed to overtake Ukraine because they will not stop there. Then they will come through the rest for the rest of Europe. Maybe with it right now, nobody's backing them because they're getting their ass whooped. But if they're allowed to win in Ukraine, a China might be like, an Iran might be like, hey, well, let's back them. They did that. We can roll through Europe. Now we're in World War Three, which none of you are prepared to fight and which I am not very confident that we would win this time because we're our country's fucking stupid. And we don't have people, people aren't built like they used to be. We don't have the kind of people that that fought in one World War II anymore. We got this bunch of little whiny bitches that can't even fucking get, get through a work day without being anxious and, and stressing out and gotta go talk to their therapist and shit. We don't have we don't have hard-bodied people like we used to. We don't have resilient people like we used to. We don't have people that can put aside their own selfish emotions and fucking feelings to to do something that is for the greater good. We don't have that anymore. So I really don't... I really think we... <laughs> the third one might not go our way. We might be two and one, and that one going to be the worst one ever. So... I'm just, it's been irking me. I want people to shut up. I, I want people to be the fuck quiet. I want people to just understand that you don't fucking know. You can have a side. I definitely have a side. I'm not saying it here, but if you know me, you know who it is. You know, um, I feel like, um, you know, that region, again, it's a lot of people over there and you can't claim, you can't claim a divine, I just think you can't claim a divine right to live in a land that has belonged to these other people as well. That's all I'm saying. All y'all been over there since Bible days. I don't see how one person has any more claim over than the other person. When all the way going back to the dinosaurs, y'all all been in that same region. So I don't, you know, so it's something you got, you got to make space for everybody. That's, that's how I feel about it. And nobody's saying you got to, you got to, uh, harbor terrorists and nobody got saying you got to put up with them motherfuckers, but you got to make space for everybody. You don't have no more divine claim to that land. And they do And Actually, if you really want to go by the Bible, y'all got less because y'all the ones that wandered in the desert for, for, for centuries, uh, with, with no home. So if you want to go by the Bible, so I'm just saying, but there's a difference between terrorist organizations and real people and, and, and. And, and governments in a government position and how actual people on the ground feel, okay? And so that's all I'm going to say. And y'all need... I just... People that don't know enough to how elections in the U.S. work. People that don't know enough about how politics works. People that want to argue you down about how voting doesn't matter and all this shit. I really just don't have patience for your takes on the Middle East because you're fucking dumb, dumb. You don't know... You you don't know... You, you don't... You, do, you don't know a fuck enough to have an opinion on a region that is so complicated that people who do this for a living and have lived it for for their whole careers, their whole jobs don't really have whole solutions for. But here you're illiterate, don't Google a fucking thing ass, useless, can't even fucking vote ass, but want to bitch and whine and complain all the time ass, got all these fucking opinions. I don't want to hear it. Sick of it. Shut the fuck up. All right, moving on. Pray for peace, and I hope they have a ceasefire soon. Um, I think they will. Just, I, I just, I don't know. They, they, that region always just is just always been a mess, and then they fight, and then they don't, and it's like you know, nothing you can do about it. Um, 
Okay, so moving on, what I want to talk about next. Um, well, I, I kind of covered the whole GOP thing, too. That was going to be a separate subject. But the GOP is in shambles. Um, you know, they moved McCarthy. They tried to vote George. This is, look, this is what I've said. If you listen to me, I, I have been said. I've been saying. MAGA is dead. Nobody is supporting Trump. Nobody is voting for Trump. If they ever voted for him in the first place, which I don't think they did, I think they stole the election. I think they manipulated folks. Okay? Whatever little uh, support he may have had or whatever little crack in the door he may have had after losing in the largest victory of, of loss to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris ever evaporated on January 6th. Okay? The, the media likes Trump because they think he brings ratings and and even beyond that the media likes Trump because the guys who had who had the networks are Trump voters and Trump fans and they want him back in office nobody else does the time if if MAGA was going to be a thing if that's the direction the company country was going to go in then he would have beat Joe Biden he did not he got crushed by Joe Biden okay moving on it's over it's done I'm tired of talking about Trump Trump is under so many goddamn indictments he can run all the fuck he wants to I don't know why they won't make it illegal for him but he's he's done he's not it so all these people in Congress, these little nuts who Jim Jordan and Matt Getz and all these guys who are who still think that what works for Trump will work for them are idiots. Okay, it's not. The Republican Party is a bunch of chumps. They won't stand up. They're scared to death of, of Trump. They won't make a fucking move. They talking about, oh well, we we don't want to vote for him, but they threaten us, bitch. I wish the fuck your bitch. I wish the fuck Marjorie Taylor Green monkey ass, Matt Getz bitch ass, Jim Jordan's punk ass. Wish the fuck you would threaten me, bitch. I will beat your ass on this Capitol floor. You ain't tough. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck about you calling these people up, up my house threatening me. I got gun. Come to my house if you want to. It ain't gonna be a uh, Capitol out there. I'm gonna mow your ass down. I'm a fucking congressman. I'm a fucking senator. Ain't nothing gonna happen to me if you come to my motherfucking house. I'll kill your ass. I wish the fuck you would threaten me. And so that's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, well, that people are people gonna. I, I'm gonna play some of the threats I get. I don't give a fuck, bitch. You could turn that shit into a goddamn uh, mashup mix. That don't. I don't give a fuck about that. Get your security you need. Get the Capitol Police you need. And like I said, you come. Y'all rich. Y'all live in these gated ass. Can we come to my motherfucking house if you want to? I'll blow you out your motherfucking shoes. I don't give a fuck about that. And Jim Jordan, fuck you. I will slap your ass on this fucking floor. You can't say anything. To, none of y'all are tough. Y'all all a bunch of pussies. That's why y'all so far up Trump's tank. Like, get the fuck out of here. All that matters are getting threats. You was a bitch. I wish the fuck you, I got, I wish the fuck you would. That's why Major Harris been out here, uh, biting motherfuckers, because he's sick of the shit. He like, I'm tired, I'm biting these bitches. Fuck y'all, y'all think y'all tough? Y'all getting next to my master bitch with all this hostility coming out your pores and all, bitch, bite. That, like, please, y'all a bunch of punks. And the Democrats, y'all some punks too, because y'all scared to death of, of, of polling and media, which I already told y'all, that's some bullshit. They've been asking the same five Trump voters in the same diner since 2016. Nobody, Trump does not have widespread support. If he did, he would have won the election. He would have won. He didn't. He's a one-term president. He's a, a one of like five presidents that have not won re-election. You have to be a terrible fucking president to not won, win re-election. The incumbent overwhelmingly wins. Even a Barack Obama who had all of we don't want a nigger presidents against him got re-elected because it is a huge anomaly to not to only be one term. You got to be fucking terrible. You got people got the whole American public got to link up like Voltron or the, what's that, the Avengers coming through the, the, the portals like that Avengers scene to get you the fuck up out of here. I'm tired of it. Y'all got to fucking, um, I don't pay attention to these polls because the polls been wrong since 2016. I'm so tired of them flipping these, oh, well, right now Trump is leading Biden. No, Trump ain't leading no fucking Biden nowhere. Get the fuck out of here. Some stupid ass Republican voters that y'all asked who they vote for, they gonna say Trump. He ain't leading Biden no goddamn where. And that's why when these elections call, oh, well, the data was wrong. The data wasn't wrong. The data was there all the time. Y'all just want, y'all just want to push the narrative. Y'all want to push. I'm fucking sick and tired of it. None of these yahoos. And I know Joe Biden, oldest motherfucker. I know that. 
But none of these yahoos are beating him, number one. And number two, I'm sick of this talk about Kamala Harris. Let me tell you something. Kamala Harris is why Joe Biden won that election. If you think people was coming out enthusiastically to vote for old Joe Biden's old ass, they were not. They were voting for Kamala Harris for because, hey, Joe old as fuck, if he dropped dead or whatever, she's going to be president. We're going to have the first black Indian, whatever you want to call her, woman president. And that's what people were fucking voting for. That's what people were fucking voting for. And Hillary Clinton, like I said, had she picked anybody of color but who she picked, Julio Castro, uh, Cory Booker, uh, anybody, anybody of color, ma'am, we just came off of the first black president. We have broken a barrier. Nobody is going back to the white lady and the white man. You're breaking a barrier because you're a late, you're a woman. So that's your barrier. But the white man, that's, that's not it. You should have pointed something, and, and had she did that, she would have got so many votes if that little funky shit they did wouldn't have worked, because it would have just been too much. So, sorry, I hope this sound is picking up all right. Um, Moving on from that. So, here's the other thing that's been sticking me in my ass, and I'm so tired of it. I got on here a couple weeks ago, and I told y'all about Jada Pinkett. Now the narrative is we're blaming Jada Pinkett. Everybody hates Jada Pinkett. Y'all blaming the woman. Will still loves her, but y'all, can y'all grow the fuck up? Nobody is picking on Jada Pinkett. Nobody gives, let me just tell you, as somebody who is peers with these people, Jada's a little bit older than me. Will's way old, but Will's way old, not way, but he, Will had graduated high school by the time I started. But that we are in the same age group. Those of us who are Gen X and came up with them and saw this in real time and saw this live, we don't want to hear what the fuck y'all 30 and 40-year-olds who don't know shit about it have to say, okay? Jada Pinkett, prior to marrying Will Smith, was not that, she was very black famous and she was in a few movies, not trying to knock her, but she was not this big star. Once she married Will Smith and got the opportunities that she would get as being a wife to Will Smith, we all seen Jada Pinkett come up. Jada Pinkett been talking about Tupac and Tupac, we saw them on a different world, we saw them live as it happened on a different world. We knew they were friends. We knew Tupac always talked about her as a friend. She she always tried to make it like they had this great love affair. I keep telling y'all I never bought into it. Not saying she was lying about the relationship. Not saying she was lying about them being close. That was obvious. They went to high school. We knew they were close. I just never thought it was as serious on Tupac's side as it was on Jada's side because, again, those of us were there and witnessed Tupac Amaru Shakur live and in color knew how that nigga was. And that nigga made a song called I Get Around and he wasn't playing about it. Tupac was one of the niggas that every woman he was with was, like, special and deep to him. And I just never bought it because as far as anybody knew, they never went together. So y'all were close. Y'all were whatever. I don't know. But like he was in relationships with all these, the Tupac was in a relationship with fucking Madonna. Okay. Madonna. And it was a serious relationship because she wrote him, he wrote her a letter saying that, you know, cause back then people did actually have some pride and, and, and were raised, you know, to, and with some kind of dignity. And he told her, he was like, look, the image that I have and what's going on in the world and all that and like who I am and where I came from, like I just can't with a white woman. I, you know, please don't be offended. You know, I, 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 you real special to me, but like I can't, you know, I just can't. As I can't be married to a white woman and then be saying all the shit I'm saying, right? That's how he broke up with her. He he de- uh um um Rosie Perez. He was married to Kadada Jones. Like this nigga got around. This nigga was just one of them niggas. Everybody he yo 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 said they had like so that's what we know. So that's why I said I ne- I always thought Jada put two because Jada made it seem like but for him being Tupac and. And their careers being what it was, they was these star-crossed lovers, and he the pope proposed to her. And I'm like, Jada, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he did, and I'm sure he proposed to every other woman that come in that hospital too, because that's just how Tupac was. To she just made it like, but for they would have got together, and I just never believed it because I'm like, okay, but you ended up with Will, 
and he was engaged to Kadada, and y'all had plenty of time prior to that, and y'all just never did. So when was this great? I just never, I just thought she put too much on it. Okay, number one. And so now we all these years later and she still and, and it just got to be a joke because it's like uh, the man been dead damn near 30 years. Like, let it go. You're still talking about this man still married to Will. And it's kind of disrespectful since at this point, like this, you got kids, grown ass kids by this. And we ain't trying to hear about this love of Tupac. It got so bad. Even um, Lil Willow was like writing letters to dead ass Tupac. Like, oh, my God, I wish you could have lived. So my mama would stop being so fucking annoying, basically. Right. Like. So now she's writing this book and that's fine. All this information might be new to y'all. Listen, nobody is shocked that they had an open relationship. Nobody who, again, who was alive and around is a shock by any of these revelations. What the issue is, what has us stuck is you wasted our fucking time with this whole situationship conversation and this whole red table talk when you were separated the whole time. And if you were separated, that's all the fuck you had to say. You sat there and y'all didn't say that. You pretended like this was some challenge that y'all had to overcome to keep your marriage when the whole time y'all had been separated. So that's why people are like, get the fuck out of here. And first point, second point, and shout out to Chelsea because Chelsea said this on the girls podcast when she threw Jada in the fucking volcano and it was every word I agreed with this whole thing is because you ducking your fake deep ass is ducking accountability for sleeping with your son's peer who's your son's friend you took that boy in with oh he's a mentor and he had problems and the nigga was hooked on drugs and down bad at half your age and you had him living in the house with you, you and your husband share fucking him and you got called out and you got and your little whole little super um evolved whatever facade that I always knew was fake. I always knew it was fake deep, but you know, got exposed. And that's why you had Will down to the to the red table top table looking stupid, because that was your little dance around being held accountable, trying to make it like, again, this is some kind of therapy spot. This is some kind of fake shit. You need to go talk to the lady because you've been stuck on Tupac for way too long. And you, that was wrong with you. And and again, I said it and I still say it. I don't believe they was talking about you. Like you took advantage of like a teenager. Oh, his son's friend. Yeah. But he was 21, 22. He's grown. I understand he was on drugs and messed up, but look, niggas be knowing what they doing. Okay. You knew that that was your friend's mama. Same as she knew that was her son's friend. Like, uh, I get out of here with that. But that's it. I'm tired of this narrative. Nobody pick. I don't give a fuck. I'm not reading that book. I have zero interest in that book. I'm not, I don't dislike Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith, but I've just never been a fan. She's always gave me fake deep. She's always gave me phony. She's always gave me, you know, the, the woke vibes, blah, blah. I've just always gotten that from her. Okay. I, when everybody was like, they was the perfect, I like, I'm a Will Smith fan. I never gave a fuck about, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to sound like this, but I never gave a fuck about the man. I'm from Philly. I know Will. I know people. I know people who know Will. Like we knew Fresh Prince from Bell going way back. He used to live when he was back home before Fresh Prince living in his in, in the basement. Like I know people that knew Will then. Okay, so I'm not as enamored with all this shit because I've been a, a, a fan of the Fresh Prince from day one before anybody even knew who the fuck Jada Pinkett Smith was. Okay, going way back. So. I mean, his family, st- I know, I know, I got a friend that still live on the block with some of his family, okay, in, in um, Overbrook and Winfield, okay, so that's where I'm coming from with it, I don't have nothing against Jada, I just never been a big fan, I think y'all put a lot on it, y'all give Jada way more talking about, oh, well, Jada said her career suffered when she met, what career, and I ain't saying it like that, but like, Jada was very, it's, t- it's people to this day, that still don't know Jada Pinkett Smith was in movies because all they know her of is, is Will Smith's wife. They don't even fucking know her name. So how the fuck you going to say your career? You got the roles that you got because you were Will Smith's wife. Come on, sis. Before that, you was in Woo. And like, you know, and then listen, don't get me wrong. I watch Woo and, and all of that. I'm not trying to knock it, but like y'all doing, y'all act like she stepped down from like the Oscar board or some shit. And if you want to see how not consequential her career was when she was calling for that boycott because Will ain't win the fucking Emmys or the, the Grammy nominate or what's it called? The, the Oscar nomination. Ain't nobody give her to everybody was front and center. Like, girl, I'm look, I don't know what to tell you, but 
Yeah, this is my fifth nomination. I'm trying to get my award on anybody boycotting shit because your husband put an accent on in the movie. I'm sorry. That's like, come on, man. And also, I think it's disrespectful. Just to, I, regardless if Will shows up, clearly Will is a good husband and all of that and a good father, great. But it's still disrespectful the way he, she, I don't feel like she need to keep taking digs at him. The, the way he keeps showing up for her. You know, I never liked it in Will's movies. You ain't got to say all that. It's like always little, like, and, and it might be, listen, I'm an East Coast nigga. East Coast niggas, we know, we joke a little different way, but I just feel like with all the things that are going on and all the context and how Will's constantly showing up for you and how Will sat there on that red table talk looking, like I said, from the beginning, irritated that he even had to do that because all these years we've been doing this thing and ain't nothing ever came out about my shenanigans. Now, here you go one time and now I got to be up on this red table. He just, like, everyone's like, oh, he looks defeated. He looks crushed. I was like, no, he don't. He looked irritated. He looked like, I'm going to sit here and do this for you because you're trying to duck accountability and you're out here looking crazy. So I said, I'm going to sit here and I'm, you know, I got your back, but I'm irritated right now. Okay. And for him to be doing all that in the context of all of this going on, I just think you shouldn't still be taking digs at him and talking about Tupac and shit. I think you should just be talking. And when he got on the stage and called me his wife, I was just like, why, why would you say that? Why not just say, you know what? I, you know, I'm not that I'm condoning what he did, but maybe I did. But, you know, I just, I felt so, I, I look, you say what you want, but he got up there and slapped him because he, you know, for, for, he protected me. And I appreciate that. And I, you know, that's all you had to say. You had, but I never, you know, he just, she just taking little digs at him. And I just don't really like it. I don't really like it. And I don't think you should do that with all, with all this going on. And how, you know, how they've been talking about Will, like he fucking, climb the capital walls in January 6th because he slapped this man. And the second part is, and I will maintain, I don't care what the fuck y'all say, everybody try, I, I'm not saying that Chris uh, Rock didn't have a thing for Jada, I'm not saying that, but I think his hostility is not so much coming from that she would never talk to him, I think his hostility is coming from knowing she's fake fucking deep, knowing she was full of shit, and acting all high and mighty, like she can't, you know, like he, he's uh, harassing her in some kind of way, when turns out that, you know, she said that she knew he had, you know, he has what it's, apparently he's like, not autism, the other shit, like, you know, he's a little, he has a little quirk or whatever that she knew about, and that's what it was, do I think it's weird to call somebody and her, yes, but I mean, hey, look, the nigga shooting a shot, and my thing is, if you don't want to shoot a shot, you can shoot that down. That's all I'm saying. I just don't think, I just think that that hostility that he had toward her was not so much that she wouldn't go out with him. It was that she fake deep. You on this bullshit. You sleeping with the sun. You trying to act like you so high and mighty. And I know you're real shit, nigga, because I'm a Hollywood too. I'm an A-lister too. Ain't no room Will can get in that I can't get in. And I know what the fuck is really going on. And I need you to stop fucking faking. That's what I think it was. I will maintain that forever, that that's what it is. He was sick of her shit. So, moving on. Um, Shout out to the WNBA. I'm so glad that the game is finally growing. I have been saying since forever that there's no reason this game can't grow other than they're not marketing right. And everybody's talking about it's a bad product. Y'all full of shit. Y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Anybody that likes basketball, the game of basketball, not just watching for players or not just bandwagoning, but like the sport is going to like women's basketball because, again, especially now with the NBA game being what it is, that's where you're going to see the fundamental game. That's where you're going to see basketball played. No, you might not see all the dunks, but even that's coming because these, these new kids coming into high school is no joke. And coming out of high school, they're going to be dunking very soon. But that's where you see the coach versus coach, the game plan versus game plan, the, the, the how the game is supposed to be, and it's not so much – um, you know, LeBron and they're dominating everybody. It's not so much player focus, it's team focus. And I've been saying, put the fucking games on and people will watch because people who like sports like sports. They watch college ball. They watch pro ball. They watch and the WNBA is good ball. And if you only watching because you want to see dudes doing crazy dunks and stupid dribbling and all that shit, which is a terrible product, by the way, 
then you're not you're not gonna watch the WNBA. But people who like basketball and see them girls in their balling and see how and see them schemes they run, understanding that's a good game. And all you got to do is put it on and let the players play. Stop trying to stop. Tr- let them show their personality and stop trying to make the, uh, appeal to I don't know who these straight men that you think that you need as a fan to your game when you clearly don't. All you need is people who are fans of basketball. They'll show up if you give them a good product. And so the finals were good. Look, you know, I'm a I'm a Phoenix Mercury fan. That's my team. So I don't like the Aces. I never liked the Aces. So I was rooting for the Liberty just because. I don't like the Aces, but I, hey, look, um, the Aces wanted that shit. They won back-to-back. Aja was in there. I, I think that I think that New York um, needs, they need a couple more plus. They got Stewie, and, and people are like, oh, she won an MVP. Look, I, I I think the MVP was a tight race, but um, I think the, I mean, Aja, whoever voted Aja fourth place, that was some bullshit, but I don't think, I think if Aja would have won, it would have been fine. I think Stewie, I don't think Stewie winning was ridiculous because, again, if you know the game, the New York Liberty never got nowhere near the finals. They was not sniffing no finals. They were not, they were not in the conversation until they got Stewie back from Seattle. So she definitely... She definitely made a, t- a dent in that team, but I think the problem is they were way too timid. Um, that Jaquel Jones just not, I don't know, she wasn't, the Aces wanted that shit. And every time they got the ball, they was going for it. The, the Liberty were not, they, I fit, personally, I think they got too many white girls on that team because they just very, you know, they just were not. Sabrina, they trying to make her the star. I'm not saying she's not good, but she can't. That team, they need somebody. They need more hungry people, right? They was getting the ball under that under the hoop. It just real timid. Wasn't going up for, especially at the end there. Like y'all just, you know, that's the game on the line. If y'all lose, y'all going home and you getting the ball under the hoop and you afraid to take it up. You dribbling it back out to shoot a a three. That don't make no sense to me. The last play of the game, I don't know what the hell that play was, but it should have been to Stewart under the basket. Let her try draw a foul. So, you know, hey, they lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um <coughs> sorry. But um look, you know, I fuck the I don't like the Aces. I don't I don't give a damn. I'm happy they won. You know, I mean I'm happy for the players, I'm happy for the league. I like the players individually. I just don't I, I I'm a I'm a Phoenix fan, so whatever on them. But um Phoenix need to rebuild too. Brit, I'm, listen, I, I don't know what Grinding want to do. I guess she traumatized from being overseas, and I can't blame her. But like, if you if she gonna come back, I don't know. Maybe she's not ready. It wasn't a full season, but I hope she, I hope she can get back to form because the league is not the same without BG. BG is one of the most dominant players in the game, and when she's not playing up to speed, it's you know they don't even make the playoffs. So yeah, um, moving on. The last thing, well, no, that's not the last thing. So, Sean King is back up to his bullshit. Um, all one, Sean King was on the internet last night uh, claiming to have negotiated the release from Hamas of Israeli hostages, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So, you mean to tell me the United States government, the uh, Israeli government, the 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 State Department? The, the American embassy and who did whoever else was involved is involved in, in the, the secretary of state in getting hostages released and negotiating this kind of shit called Sean King and his people on the ground in Palestine. That's like, look, all I got to say about Sean King is I told y'all way, I knew that dude was a fraud way, way, way back in Ferguson because his tweets again, made no sense they, 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 he was tweeting wild, outlandish shit that people were just eating up and believing and I'm over here and I heard gunshots and a lot of people started calling D-Ray fake because oh no, Sean is on the ground and Sean was getting to it, Sean was not on the ground nowhere, Sean was in his fucking apartment tweeting nonsense and when he got called out for that, like hey bro, um, I don't know how this can be true because right here on the news is saying this, oh well I'm not actually there, I have people who are reporting it to me, it was always some bullshit, y'all ate that shit up for way too long, I mean it was people as, as early as like last year still insisting that he made a dent he was just an aggregator he was making the shit up 
He wasn't aggregating shit. The motherfucker be lying. He was saying he was at the jail where they took Sandra Bland and there's a tunnel. He And people was like retweeting that and eating. And I'm like, are y'all reading what he's actually saying? This is, this don't make no sense. These are lies. Like, just make something wrong with him. And I knew back then, I was like, nah, this dude is schizophrenic or on drugs or something. Something wrong with him. And so I never, I have not followed Sean King since then. And so when I seen him on BET winning awards and all the celebrities retweeting, I was like, Lord, can somebody put, and then people started doing research saying, hey, you know, um, I just think y'all should know this dude did a GoFundMe where I was at and got all this money. We never saw nothing. It's, people started doing research online and, and exposing stuff. But again, people were still believing his story. Then he came up with this, oh, I'm somebody that's so, and y'all was eating that shit up. And I knew that motherfucker was scammed from day one. So the fact that now, you know, and now at this day he's been exposed, the words got into the, to the, uh, there's been a few articles written and, you know, celebrities stopped kind of retweeting them because they kind of peep, oh, this nigga is not legit, finally, but it took so long. And, um, there's still people who don't believe There's still people thinking he just means well, or he's the niggas. I think I've always thought the niggas mental. He has several accounts on Twitter that, or him that he oh no I work with Sean and blah blah then he had his wife's account and I told y'all that I don't know if he has a wife or not but that's account is not his wife that's him because it's the if you go to his account it's the set he's saying the exact same things use the exact same punctuation exact same vocabulary exact same syntax that's him he's tweeting from all of these accounts it's the same person tweeting from these accounts there's nobody supporting him he's this is still him just look at how he doesn't switch it up at all just take out Sean is and I am and it's the same fucking thing so I just somebody said imagine you've been taking hostage for Hamas for two three weeks however it is you finally get home and when you get on free soil the first thing somebody stick a mic in your face and ask you about Sean King and they said the family was like um the State Department and whoever else, an uh, Israeli version of the State Department, whoever else, negotiate to get us out. We ain't never heard of Sean King. We don't even know who that is. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's, and he's still, he's still claiming it, though. He's saying that, oh, well, the State Department wanted to keep a secret about our involvement. If they wanted to keep a secret about, nigga, just shut up. I ain't even got to talk. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. So, anyway, I'm glad that people have finally realized that. And I've been saying that nigga's crazy. I don't, I don't know if he have a wife or not. And I've been telling y'all he's white. He's white. He's a Caucasian. That, what black man you know never switches hair up? Black men do hair journeys, too. This nigga had that same low cut because he has to keep it low like that. Because if he starts letting his hair grow, it's going to be obvious that he is white. He is shaped like a white man. He got lips. He is not. I know mixed when I see it. I don't care how light Creole, uh, almost light bright next to white you are. Black people generally and me specifically, we can always see when somebody got a little, little touch of chocolate in they, in they milk. We can always tell. And we can, and, and Sean, nothing about Sean King says that he, he told this elaborate story about how he can't find his birth mother, I mean birth father, but his mother told him it was a black man. You's a lie. You is not mixed, sir. You are a white Caucasian man. I know it. You know it. And I've been knowing it. And I'm just waiting for that to be the next thing. But ain't nobody focused on that because they believe in his story about he can't find his daddy. Because, you know, he hit it on something that is, could maybe be true. But I, 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 I can tell that man. I can look at that man's lips. I can look at the shape of his jaw. I can look at his nose. I can look at the stupid glasses he wear. And I can, again, how he keeps his hair super low and that stupid beard. You ain't fooling me, buddy. You are a full white man. So... But I, I'm I'm glad you finally exposed and can't and can't fraud nobody no more. Um, finally, them goddamn celebrity. The first celebrity I recall that tweeted that he there were questions about his activity and his fundraising was Tessa Thompson. I don't know how she got the word. I don't know who told her. I have an idea, but. That's the first one I can remember publicly tweet testing not on Twitter no more. But when she was, I can that's the first person I remember, first celebrity 
because she was, I can't even remember what it was about. And she was like tweeting these organizations that you could uh, reach out to, to support. And somebody uh, tweeted, tweeted her, Hey, why don't you loop in Sean King? And she was, and she tweeted back. She said, there had been questions raised about the money that Sean King, I can't remember her exact phrasing, but she said it in a very uh, pro professional and succinct way. And that's the very first celebrity I can remember getting off the Sean King train. And now I don't, you know, I don't, think any of them are still retweeting him, thank the Lord, because that did a whole lot of damage, that got him all the way to the BT award stage, which was ridiculous um yeah, so lastly, and not leastly DJ, the the federal, the feds ran up on um iHeart radio station, uh, the Breakfast Club on uh, Thursday, I think they said in relation to this, um fraud scheme that DJ's partner, uh, DJ Envy's partner in real estate has been a, 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 um, arrested for running a Ponzi scheme, and now people keep saying whether Envy knew, whether he didn't know. Um, I think that the thing about a Ponzi and a, and a RICO, if that's what it's going to be, or a fraud case, is you really don't have to know that it's a fraud um, to be found guilty. I, I think he knew but the thing about I'm a I'm a lawyer and and I've told y'all this before I'm an attorney I'm I, I'm not an M and A attorney but I have done a lot of M and A work because well I've done M and A adjacent work because when I worked at the investment bank that's what we did we did due diligence we did basically investigations due diligence making sure like all the paperwork they got in was legit making sure the people were earning what they said they were earning work what they said they were make you know make sure you know make sure there was no kind of suspicious activity uh, uh um reports filed on anybody filing them if we came across something alerting the other bank hey y'all this guy right here this deal y'all about to do this guy that owns this company is actually on the sanctions list or we pulled up this news that said he was uh convicted of fraud seven years ago just thought you should know you know that's the kind of stuff he did and so i learned a lot about m a in that way because you know how 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 deals are done and like how you have to conduct the due diligence to make sure deals are, are legit. So I'm pretty, and I did that for a while. And so I'm pretty hyped to schemes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, tuned in to like when shit don't sound right. You don't even really have to give me a whole lot of paperwork. You can just kind of explain to me sometimes how the deal is or what the opportunity is or how it works. And I can be like, uh, that doesn't sound right because blah, blah, blah. So, um, my one of my I don't know if it's a pet peeve, but one of the things that since this whole since the whole country went stupid with all this Trump and now all this idiotic shit, the one thing that really bothered and irritates me is how easily people, black people in particular, but I'm sure we're not the only ones, but the ones I'm speaking to, fall for these so obvious schemes and frauds because number one everybody wants to be an entrepreneur influencer have all the money but nobody wants to work nobody wants to go to like Kim said nobody wants to work anymore nobody wants to go to school nobody wants to put the time in that it takes to get there everybody just wants the the, the fast money and and that's fraud so you got a hundred so that if you're not familiar with the scam you can google it and i haven't really followed it really close i follow somewhat but basically dj envy for a couple years now been running this real estate business and he's been trying to get people in and apparently he tried to get a whole bunch of celebrities in and they everybody again if you just are a bit sophisticated or you have any bit of money or you've done any kind of business you can hit sometimes when you hear things you understand that, like, nah, bro, that ain't how that works. That don't, you know, look, I'm not saying I'm down, I'm, I'm, um, I'm like fucking, um, Bill Gates and nothing, but I, I got, I have done, I have, I do, I have invested in property or I have, you know, got a few franchises and I kind of know how it works and that's, that don't sound right, right? So a lot of people was like, and he said, Joe Budden told him that's a Ponzi scheme and you're going to jail. And the way a Ponzi scheme, where I realize a lot of people don't know what a Ponzi scheme is, the problem is you got people who trying to get rich and again, don't want to do the due diligence, don't want to do the real work, don't want to invest in the companies and wait the 10 years that you got to wait to really see the return. They want everything now. And that's 
makes you right for a Ponzi scheme because a Ponzi scheme is named after a guy, I can't remember his first name, but it was this Italian guy, I think back in like the 19, I want to say 20s or something like that. And his last name was Ponzi. He was an Italian guy. And basically the scheme is named for him because what he would do is he would go to people and he would say, hey, I got this investment. I can't remember what he told people the investment was, but he was like, all you got to do is give me, you know, how X many dollars and I guarantee you this return in six months. And so he would go to everybody and do that. People would give him money. So the first tier of people would give him money. So he had that cash. Then he go to the second peer, get their money. And by the time the six months or whatever he told them rolled by, he was using that second tier of people's money to pay the first tier of people back. And here you go. And he would keep bringing more people in. And the problem with a Ponzi is it works as long as you can keep bringing more money in because you got enough. You're just moving it basically from this person to that person and paying off that person. And as long as you got money, so there's no investment. You're not investing in anything. Nobody's giving any returns. You're just taking people's money, taking a cut, and then using the rest to pay the 10% that you promised this group or that group or that group. And it works fine till the money runs out or till somebody gets, you know, winning that this is not actually, this is actually a fraud. And now you can't get more, any more money. And that's what happened to Madoff. And now you, you, you don't have the money to pay the people off. And the whole thing collapses because it was never anything in the first place. You're just moving people's money around. So that's what a Ponzi scheme is. And it's the most simplest fraud and it's the most basic fraud, but it's the kind of fraud that people who don't know enough about business don't do the research and again just want to think they want to get over on somebody else hey yo i got this opportunity you could get real estate but like yo don't use your own money that's some suckers you're gonna use other people money this is how it works my homie the caesar told he's been doing this he make all this money you know like just again fast talking to people who don't know shit about business or anything and want to like think, you know, we want to build this generational wealth and we want to build wealth and we want to do this, but nobody want to do it. You know, look, man, investments, you don't get 30% on investments, bro. That's crazy. That's drug dealer money. Like real investments. You don't see those kind of returns. Somebody's telling you they can guarantee you 30%. They are lying to you. They are frauding you because that's not how it works. You want to buy these stock guys that y'all think them motherfuckers buy shit. They watch the algorithms. They sell it. They steal the money. That's how all these companies collapse. Like, nobody want to just fucking work and earn money and everybody want to be fucking flying in private jets and shit. And that's how you get took. So, um, so again, he's, he, he was investing in real estate in Patterson, New Jersey. Now, if you know anything about Patterson, you know, that is not an area that anybody's in. Nobody's moving there. Nobody's, <laughs> that's like not a, a, a place where you so-called, Flip the real. Here's the thing about real estate. There's two different ways. Now, the housing crisis was was caused by Wall Street because Wall Street basically took all the debt, took all the mortgages, and bundled it up, bundled them up into securities and put them into these things called tranches. And the problem, and you know, some tranches were like the people with the made good money with a lot of credit, you know, good credit. Those were like print. Those were like AAA bonds or whatever they were in and then you had the high risk mortgages that they were giving out to almost everybody and those were down here and like the, you basically um then you had people investing in whether or not they would collapse or not and we all know what happened with that they all ended up collapsing because at the end of the day the houses were way overvalued because of all this bullshit they were doing so now there's really only two ways you can make money in real estate. You can invest in a real estate trust where, you know, banks and companies or whatever, they go out like this air, like what's going on now, why the price is so high because these companies, they buy up this real estate. Like you see, they buy, they get your grandmama house for no money. And then they put all, you know, they put all these, properties into a, a, a trust or state, whatever, they jacked the rental prices up or they jacked the, you know, they got your grandmother's house who was paid for a full. They, they, they buy it from you. Hey, we'll give you 300 grand for your grandmama's house. That's paid in full. Y'all dumbass to sell it. Cause y'all went to 300 grand and then they fucking take it and flip it and put it back on the market for like a million dollars. So that's how you can. So that's how, that's the one way to invest in real estate. And then you could buy, like you could put money into those trusts and you get the, you know, the interest off or whatever. But again, it ain't no 30%. It ain't no 40%. It's just like work, like every other investment. Like, yeah, you can get a return on it, but you know, it ain't like, oh, you give me 150 cash, I guarantee you in three months, I'm going to give you back 200. That's a scam. It don't work like that. 
house. That's the first way. The second way you can invest in real estate is you can have a house that you own and you rent it out, you know, and you and you charge the rent enough to where it helps you pay your mortgage off quicker. And now you own the house outright and the, and, and, the, and the money is just, you know, extra income for you. Or you can do that Airbnb shit, which is being made illegal in a lot of places, which is driving the housing prices up because now people are not selling their houses. They buying houses just to do Airbnb, so not to live in them, et cetera. And then the other way you could do it is that you um you know you buy a house you buy a rundown house like in a in a in an up and coming neighborhood or a neighborhood that is in a little you know gonna be gentrifying like say you buy it you know condemned or you get it at a tax sale or whatever for ten fifteen grand however much and then you put a hundred fifty two hundred however much in it to re um fab it and then you sell it for a profit yes you can do that but usually those profits like if you watch any of the tvs on uh, um shows on tv house hunters or house flippers or whatever you know like they make 20 30 sometimes 50 grand profit by the time they sell everything which is not to sneeze at but it's 50 grand it's you know and they keep doing that and then eventually yeah they start making a lot of money because now they get you know they get enough and they get enough and now we got 10 houses really having but again that's a risk and that takes time because if in the time it's taking you to rehab the housing market takes a dip now you're stuck with this house and you can't sell it because it's overpriced so my point is Real estate is, yes, you can make money off of it, but it's not the easy flip that people think. And it's, you know, people watch these shows and the shows make it look easy, but you don't understand a lot of these shows that people are getting paid, number one, to be on the show. Number two, they get brand endorsements for all the, all the, like, you know, the tiles and the lows and the Home Depot, whatever the fuck else they use on the show. They get brand endorsements for that. So their money is not only coming from this flip, right? And sometimes it's not even real. Like sometimes you find out that the house wasn't even owned. They just, they just, uh, found some house that was like going to be auctioned and they just reevaluated. I mean, revamped it for the show. And like, it's a lot of shit with it, but you know, everybody just, nobody can just work and make a good living and be comfortable. Don't get me wrong. I don't, you know, I'm, I, I want to make money too, but I don't need to be, you know, I got rich friends, put it like that. And that's enough for me. Like being rich and Jason, like, I can, you know, I might end up on a private jet, not mine, but hey, Kelly, yo, we need you to get out. No, we ain't got time. Come on, meet us at Teterboro. We going out because we ain't got time for that. Like, you know, and I, again, I have people in my family that fly on private jet. Like, I've been on the private jet before. I've, I've, I've seen that world. And I know how much money it takes to get there. So, you know what I'm saying? Look, first class is fine with me. If I, you know, if somebody else going to pay for the private jet, and let me on it, cool, but I ain't, look, I don't need all that, first class is fine for me, you know, like, you know what I'm saying, a nice, decent, I don't need the McMansion, nice little, you know, very, you know, nice, very uh, classy uh, house with, you know, a pool or whatever, you know, nice, I don't want no bullshit, but you know what I'm saying, like, I'm not one of these motherfuckers that, I'm not trying to keep up with Joneses, I just want what I feel is nice and what's comfortable for me. And I'm good on that. As long as I can, you know, have my little walk-in closet with my little shoes and shit. You know, I do want to be able, you know, buy, be able to buy my little Travis's or whatever with no issue. That's all. But, you know, nowadays, everybody, it's, it's just people just want to, they don't want to do the work. They don't want to, but everybody want to be rich. And so that's the issue right now. And that's how y'all keep getting took for scams. And listen, I hear people say shit with the Bitcoin. I told people that was a scam. With the, um... NFTs. I told people that was a scam, but like you can't, you listen again, I'm a whole ass attorney. I try to tell people, well, it doesn't really work like that. And that wouldn't, that doesn't make sense because that wouldn't pass. You know, you have to, when you do those kind of deals, you have to go through this and that, and that, and they check this and that don't, that don't really fly, blah, blah, blah. But you know, people want to argue you down. You don't know what you're talking about. Cause you know, Dave, the white guy said, or, or, or this guy, well, I saw him. He had a lot, he had on a nice watch. He drove a car. So I know he's a businessman. Okay. He learned real estate in jail. Okay. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of these urbans, these rappers and these artists and whatever, not all of them, but a lot that y'all be calling genius businessmen. They're not genius businessmen. They have, they have white attorneys and white lawyers and white people who want to trade on their cachet who know that, oh, if this person is a big name. So if we attach them, it'll make people get money in. And that's their value to the, to the tra transaction. It's not their business sense. They don't know shit in 
shit about business. They know the drug game, but they don't be knowing shit about business either. They don't know how that shit. They just know their lawyer tells them, yeah, this is a good deal, and, and, and their manager tells them it's a good deal. But a lot of these people, they do not be as savvy as you think they are. They just have good people around them, and the people around them have an interest in their in them getting good opportunities because if I get you this deal where you getting 5% or whatever, I get 1% of that. So, you know, that 1% of hundred million or whatever it's going to be is a lot of fucking money for me. And so they are really just listening to advisors. They don't, and you can tell it because when they talk and they get on these shows, it's always the dumb shit. Oh, well, black people in the neighborhoods, they, they're just, they don't have bank accounts and that's why they don't have anything. That's, that is the dumbest shit I have ever heard. Who, like, that is, I could get somebody in high school to say that. You making all this money because you make movies, bro. Because you make movies, they pay you a lot of money. That's why you're rich. Not because you're smart or have any particular acumen or have any better financial habits than anybody else. It's because they pay you $100 million per movie, dude. That's it. Nobody wants your opinion on why black people are poor because the only reason you're not poor is because they pay you a lot of money to make movies. That's it. So, um, we're going to see. I happen to think that DJ Envy is a target because they already arrested his partner. And it's like, bro, if they arrested your partner and they rolling up to the, to the radio station to uh, look through your records, they think that they got something on you too. And I tell you, emails and texts take many a conspiracy down. That's why that, that scene in the wire where Sprinkle Bell be like, nigga, are you taking notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy? Because that's true. Them texts and them emails will get you in trouble, especially if you really are in over your head and really shouldn't, you know, you doing some shit that you not really um shouldn't be doing and not really built for but you know you just so tried and i and i just think DJ, dj envy was trying to keep up with the rappers because the whole beef with um rick ross never made sense to me because i'm like bro i don't know how much rick ross got but i don't he make more money than you you're a fucking dj and i just don't understand why it's all this beef with you know Anytime, like, like Diddy went on a show and was like, "Hey, bro, you got a lot of nerve because you know you get upset when anybody say something about your little situation." But, 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 um, you know, and, and people could say people people can't say nothing to you, but you got all this advice about other little people's situations. And I was like, "Yeah." So, um, you know, look, I don't know. I think DJ Envy's going to jail. I think it's funny that Joe Budden was one of the main people that told him. I just think it's funny that. They, people are playing back clips now where he's trying to say how all these people missed this opportunity and it's like almost everybody he bought this to was basically telling him nah bro that's a fraud nah bro sound like a Ponzi to me uh, and that's why I think that um, you know it might just be that he just is not sophisticated enough to understand that it was fraud cause he I mean he only kept like yeah my, my partner sees to learn how to do real estate in jail how do you learn how to do real estate in jail you can't you can't buy no real estate from jail. Only thing people learn in jail is scams. People go to jail, learn how to, they make drug connects. So when they get out, they can sell more drugs. They learn how to, oh no, you got caught because you did it this way. Next time do it that way. That's how you got caught. Like everybody knows you go to jail to learn how to be better criminals. So what do you mean he learned real estate in jail? Like that, that, that was, look, it's clips that people are paying back now. Um, there's the old Donnell Rawlins clip where he would, that, a famous gift where they on the floor cracking up laughing because he was like, oh yeah, you sell houses, you a big pun? Like, I feel like anybody with a little bit of sense knew that that was a scam. So I feel like he knew it was a scam too, but didn't care because he didn't think he was going to get caught. That's what I think. So, but I feel like that's not the case because the feds roll, rolling up to your place of work is not a good thing. And, and season shit is not a good thing. So, We'll see what happens with that, but, um, yeah, I just, I wish everybody could just calm down and just do their little, you know, do your work, go to school, do your job, you know, and, 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 and do the best you can and, and stop falling for all these frauds and scams and shit. Cause like, it'd be so easy. It'd be so simple, but like, you know, somebody said people get scammed because they're always trying to scam somebody else. And I, and that's true. That's true. You always, you're trying to get over and you're trying to, uh, get something by on somebody else. And that's how you end up getting scammed because, Anybody with sense could tell you, bro, like, that ain't how business work. Like, I, why would you give somebody, a if you got 150 grand of cash, 
Why would you give that to a dude that says he's investing in real estate? First of all, where you get 150 grand in cash from anyway? That's clearly drug money. And I'm interested what's going to happen to the lawsuit that the one dude sued because I'm like, one thing you're going to have to do if that lawsuit goes anywhere is show that that money, that where that money you gave him came from. Because I hope you don't think they're going to let you sue this man in court over drug money. They're not going to do that. They're going to they gonna seize that money and all the rest of your shit too. <laughs> they probably lock your ass up if they do diligence to find out that you that's drug money. But again, these not these people we dealing with, they not the they not the sharpest tools in the shed because they fell for that that fraud in the first place. So I would not put it past them to file a lawsuit where the money that they are in uh, trying to get back is drug money because I just don't know where you get that kind of kid. Not saying you can't have that kind of money, but liquid to where you can hand somebody 150 cash in a in a in a duffel bag and they telling you in two months they're gonna give you twice that. That's drug business, bro. Like that's and that don't that don't sound like no legit business to me. So we'll see where it goes, but that's it. That's all I have for this week. I told y'all I was short. It was concise, but I had things to say. Again, sorry for the delay. Hopefully this microphone with this phone work because I ordered a new microphone, but it, it I'm, I'm not sure when it's going to be here and then I got to set it up and everything. If this works out, maybe I'll just use this from now on. I don't know, but um, yeah, so sorry. That's what took so long. I, I, I record when I was recording the, the mic broke. It's the it's the um this is not a cheap mic, me, this is a road mic, but it's the piece in the bottom that you actually plug the cord in. So I got a cordless one because the cord was getting on my nerves anyway on the way. So um sorry about that. Um I know I told y'all was coming this week and it was, but um thank y'all for listening. Thanks for your patience. Like me, rate me, tell a friend, and you know, God bless, good night, see y'all next week. Peace.